What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today we are here to recap the last week and first week of college basketball, Andrew. And it was a great week overall. I think we're just all happy that college basketball is back. So let's get right into it with probably a great way, you could say, to start the season. I mean, we saw two top five teams lose to unranked teams in Bubbleville at Mohegan Sun. And Andrew, I mean, Villanova, Virginia played horrible games. I mean, it's kind of ironic for Jay Wright, who decided that it'd be a great idea at 1.25 a.m. on Saturday morning to schedule the game against Virginia Tech, thinking they wanted to play another game. And then they ended up losing that game. So I think he's probably wishing he didn't decide to play that game. But Andrew, what are your thoughts on Villanova and Virginia getting upset this week? Well, first of all, I want to talk about Villanova because Villanova just played a sloppy game and there was no reason why they should have lost that game just because they they were the, mo- the more talented team by far. And they came out and they were just really sloppy, taking bad shots, missing their shots and turning the ball over. And that's what happens. And when it came down to the late game stretch, they had the game in their hands and they lost it. The Virginia Tech stole the game from them as time expired to force overtime. And then not only that, they, they blew it in overtime. I mean, Villanova got so lucky that Virginia Tech fouled them with a second left down by two. I mean, they, they got bailed out there. They made their free throws, which is what a good team should be able to do when it matters the most. And then they come out of overtime and they come out flat. And that's what really like separated Virginia Tech from Villanova in that game. Virginia Tech wanted it more and it showed in overtime. And speaking out about Virginia, I mean, they the, the other team, I, I forgot which team they played. Who did they play, Henry? San Francisco, Andrew. Yeah, San Francisco. They they were just hitting their shots. I was watching that game. Henry, I know we're uh, talking during that game. We were just saying San Francisco was just hitting all their shots. Down the stretch, they were just hitting, I think it was, they were eight for eight down the stretch or something. They went on a nice run. It was, I don't know if those are the exact numbers, but it was something like that. And I just saw Jay Huff running down the court. That's just what the picture that was in my mind. Jay Huff running down the court, Virginia center, just shaking his head in disbelief. Like how can San Francisco be lighting us up like this? And keep in mind, Virginia was not playing the best defense, definitely not one of their better outings on the defensive end, but San Francisco was hitting the shots when it mattered most, especially the three ball. And then when Virginia tried um, one-upping them, coming down the court and trying to hit a three-pointer of their own. They just weren't falling. Eventually, you saw Virginia start losing that game as the minutes go by. Then eventually, they had the last shot. Sam Hauser was open, and he couldn't connect with it. Obviously, the result was Virginia losing. And I think San Francisco won that game more than Virginia losing it because San Francisco played a hell of a game, especially with them on the offensive end, hitting their shots, and also, they were great at getting the boards and not allowing Virginia to get second chances. I mean, Andrew, after one game, everyone was talking about how Virginia could score and how they were finally a complete team. And we saw in that game, obviously, that they didn't score at all. And they are, still aren't a team who's going to put up 100 points on you against a, up in a bye game. And 
this is a game that they should have won by 20, 30 points. I mean, they, they played great defense in the first half. I think there was only like 21 points allowed. But, I mean, that second half was awful. I mean, you mentioned that San Francisco was hitting every shot, but still, that has some credit to do with how bad Virginia's defense was. And you never think you would hear someone say that, how bad Virginia's defense was. But it's consistently just they can't play two good halves of basketball and can't play good complementary basketball, as Mel Tucker likes to say in terms of football. But we'll talk about football next week. But, I mean, Andrew, the fact that these two teams went down not even a week into the season, I I think it's just a testimony to how – good and how even college basketball is this year and what it's like to have no fans but I I see you have something to say so I'll let you talk Andrew yeah no I definitely have something to say and I think we're just going to start seeing this and this is definitely due to the new format and I just want to get right into it now I know we're planning on talking about it later in the episode but it makes the most sense right now because you said it yourself we're seeing teams go down first week in the season two top five teams on neutral sites and it just makes you think Henry we can see a lot more of these top teams starting to go down because these teams can't catch any momentum from their fans because there are none so they they just have to catch momentum off what's happening in the game not off the atmosphere and that's going to hurt a lot of these top teams and really benefit these teams who are not as good because when these better teams especially a few of them need this momentum when they can't catch it especially when they're down early they could could just be falling in a pit of darkness in the rest of the game and this lesser uh team the team that is worse can just take off take their own momentum by what's happening in the game already if perhaps they're already up and then potentially win this game and we saw that with virginia I mean, normally you would see Virginia catch momentum by the atmosphere, but Virginia was not catching any momentum. And you saw by their play, they were just looking very sluggish out there. No, they weren't playing with any um, high hopes that, oh yeah, we're going to win. No, it just, their heads were down the entire second half and you could see it in their play. And we're probably going to start seeing it with more of these teams where once they get down, these guys just don't look up. They aren't energized and They aren't playing actual basketball because their heads are down and they're not looking forward to how they can win the game or what they can do to win the game. They're thinking about how they're losing the game. And that's going to be the mindset for a lot of these better teams that can't catch momentum from the fans around them. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot of these teams, especially the better teams, possibly go down early to teams who are just not as good due to the new format where there are very little fans or no fans at all. Yeah, I mean, Andrew, this is a lot like what you're going to see in the NCAA tournament and what you see every year. When it's a neutral site, you see a lot more even fan splits, and which is why you see a lot of upsets, considering it's a lot harder to draw momentum. And why you see, like, early in the season, you in most years, you don't see these lower-level teams beating top-level teams because of the fans and just they're not able to gain momentum. But the fact that every game is basically a neutral game I mean, there's always the feeling of just you're playing at home, you're playing on the road, but when there's no one there, I mean, it takes the feeling away a lot. And it's definitely possible that we could see two top five teams go down every week. And it's going to be a very exciting season considering that every team and any team could lose on any night to anyone. 
But now moving on, Andrew, to probably the matchup of the week. It didn't turn out to be the game of the week, but the game that a lot of people were looking forward to this week, and that was Gonzaga versus Kansas on Thanksgiving. And Andrew, I mean, how good is Gonzaga? I mean, they won this game by 12 points. They put up 102 points on a team led by Marcus Garrett, who was the defensive player of the year in the country last year. And they hung 102 on them. And I feel like they probably could have put up 130 and they just stopped scoring at a point. Yeah, Henry, this Gonzaga team is definitely, as of right now, the unanimous number one team in the country, just of how they've been playing of recent. And they came out versus number six Kansas in the country, thinking that would be a close game. And towards the second half, like uh, probably around the 12-minute mark, they just pulled away. And there was no looking back for Gonzaga. And they absolutely blew out Kansas in that second half especially towards the end of it because they broke a hundred points while Kansas was still left behind. And the fact that the number six team is letting up a hundred points, obviously if you're the number six team in the country, you're, you're a pretty good basketball team, especially a bill self Kansas team. And you see them giving up a hundred points. It says a lot for Gonzaga because if you're scoring a hundred points, on a top six team, you're doing something right. And obviously Mark Few and that Gonzaga team is playing like the best team in the country. And and you asked me, how good is this Gonzaga team? Henry, they are by far the best team in the country, or at least as of right now. That may change. We'll see what happens in the upcoming weeks. But as of right now, they are the unanimous number one team in the country. And I believe everybody should think the same just because how they played against Kansas and how their star players are playing. Jalen Suggs, who is a freshman, phenomenal. He was one of the top recruits in the country, and he's just backing up by his play so far. And he had a great debut against Kansas. And of course, you have uh, center Drew Timmy. Then you also have uh, forward Corey Kispert. And they're all playing phenomenal. They're all scoring 15-plus points every single game so far. And they're by far Gonzaga the best team in the country. But what this game means for Kansas, they just need to turn it around. That's all I'm saying, Henry. Because Kansas, when you're the number one six team, or when you're the number six team in the country, and you have very high expectations for this season, and you come out, and I can't say they came out flat against Gonzaga, but they didn't put up their best performance. You have to back it up in your next couple games. So what I see, or what I want to see, from Kansas in the next couple of games is to see some growth from that game and to see that they can actually blow some teams out because I know they have some favorable matchups coming up. And of course they have some tough ones, but that's college basketball for you. But in every single game, upcoming game, at least for next, maybe four games, I want to see some growth and seeing that they, I want them to show, or at least for me to consider them a top 10 team in this country, I want them to show me that they can blow some teams out. And as of right now, we haven't seen that. And I, that's what we need to see to be able to call this Kansas team one of the top teams in the country because losing to Gonzaga and having a poor game in their second game, I apologize because I don't know who they played, but all I know is that they weren't a good team and that game wasn't exactly the closest thing to a blowout it was very far from that so 
what I need to see from Kansas is to see them win some games by a decent margin because as of right now, they are not winning games by a decent margin and they've only won one game. And the game that they lost, I understand that it was a really good team and by far the best team in this country. But they, they for them being a top team in this country, they just did not put up the performance they needed to against this Gonzaga team. Yeah, Andrew, obviously we know Kansas is still a very good team and that they're going to continue to get better. They're, they were pr- picked, excuse me, second in the Big East or Big 12 for a reason, and they're a very solid team. I just don't think, obviously, they're at the level of Gonzaga. I think eventually they can be. I mean, obviously, in college basketball, anyone can lose in any night. Gonzaga, I doubt, will go undefeated. But, I mean, who knows? But speaking, Andrew, of top teams in the country, right now, who are your top five teams after one week? Well, everyone knows now Gonzaga is my unanimous number one team in the country, so can't really debate that right now. Then Baylor, number two, they stay there. Can't I don't think there's any debate there. Now, this is where the debate comes in because, of course, you have Virginia and you have uh, Villanova both losing three and four. So now what do you think is going to happen? Well, I'll tell you what happens. Of course, I think Iowa moves up to three. And then I think Wisconsin at seven moves up to four, which makes the most sense to me. And now, Henry, I think you see Illinois move up to five because even though Illinois had a close game against Ohio, which they probably should have lost by the way they were playing, but of course, Io Dusumu is one of the clutchest, if not the clutchest player in the country. And you see them have a close game against Ohio, which is a really big scare because you see in the first two games, they were looking like the best team in the country, possibly even better than Gonzaga. And they come out and they have a really poor performance against Ohio. And there was a point in the first half where they just should have ran away with this game. They were up by nine, I believe. And they let Ohio come back in the game and eventually came down to the last possession where Io Dosumu got fouled and then hit two clutch free throws to win the game as there it wasn't as time expired but with a minute or a second left on the clock I believe it was but Illinois I would think before that Ohio game we would all be considering possibly the best team in this country but because of that Ohio game I have them ranked five and of course as you heard I have Iowa and Wisconsin ranked ahead of them at three and four But Henry, that's three Big Ten teams I have ranked in the top five. This just shows how good this conference is going to be this season. And you have Michigan State not that far behind. Henry, this Big Ten conference is going to be really good this year. Andrew, I mean, the the Big Ten is loaded. They're going They have seven ranked teams as of now. And I would not be shocked after this next week. We have another team in Indiana coming in to be ranked. But with that, my top five teams, I have Gonzaga at one. I have Baylor at two, like you. But at three, I do have Illinois. I think you have to take into account those other two games where they blew the other teams out of the water. And I think that there's no way that you can just base it off of one game when it was probably a trap game for them. They were just kind of looking ahead into their next game, which is against Baylor this week. And at four, Andrew... I do have 
Iowa. I think Luca Garza played very well. I think that they're a very solid team. I still have some questions about their defense, but when you have Luca Garza on your team, it's really hard to uh, be ranked lower than 10. And at five, I have Wisconsin. I mean, they're probably the best defensive team in the country right now. I mean, you just can't score on them. They started the game off 26 to nothing against, I think it was Arkansas Pine Bluff or something like that, but it doesn't matter. 26 to nothing against any team to start a game, 26 to nothing run at any point in the game is very impressive and shows you're definitely a top 10 team in the country. And that's what Wisconsin did. I think that with that veteran leadership that they have throughout the entire roster, I mean, they're starting five seniors, I think, one sixth year guy and two fifth year seniors. I mean, you can't really beat that type of experience and that's what's needed this year. But Andrew, I mean, let's preview some of the big events we have this weekend. I mean, it's headlined probably by the champions classic and the Jimmy V classic, which includes Duke versus Michigan state, Kentucky versus Kansas, West Virginia versus Gonzaga and Illinois versus Baylor. But Andrew, we also have today, we have Texas Tech versus Houston, Kentucky versus Richmond. On Saturday, next Saturday, Saturday, we have the number one and number two teams squaring off in Baylor and Gonzaga. We have the start of the Big East, Big 12 battle next Sunday where we have Villanova versus Texas. We have the Maui Invitational, which could end up in a matchup between North Carolina and Texas. I mean, Andrew, this week is loaded and I'm, very excited to watch college basketball this week, considering how many great games we're going to see all week long. Yeah, Henry, and what I'm most excited for, and this might be a little biased, but I think most of the country is most excited for this because I am a Michigan State fan, so the Champions Classic is always one of my favorites every single year. But this year, especially with the neutral sites and no fans, this year I think will be a lot more interesting. And of course, you have Kansas versus Kentucky playing in a neutral site, but then you see Duke versus Michigan State be playing at Duke with no fans. And I believe there will be a rescheduled game in the future or a scheduled game in the future with Duke coming back to East Lansing to play Michigan State to make up for the fact that Duke is taking a home game for this Champions Classic, which is typically a neutral site game. But that should be interesting to see how Duke plays on their home court, even with no fans, especially against such a high-level team in Michigan State. And then also you have such a great game in Kansas versus Kentucky, both generally young teams and very talented teams. So we'll see which one is the better team, especially with Kansas coming up or coming off of a, a bad loss against Gonzaga. I can't say it's a bad loss because Gonzaga is so good, Henry. But they, they didn't play their best, I don't think. And it'll be interesting to see if they can come out strong and if they can play their best, uh, as we know Kansas to do in these big games. So it'll be interesting to see the things I want to look for, Henry, in this game. How Kentucky's freshmen play against a good team. Because as of right now, they have not played a good team. We'll see how Kentucky's freshmen play against a very high-level team in Kansas. And for Kansas, it is to see if they can bounce back and beat a very good team, as we know Kentucky to be. So that game is very interesting. And of course you have Duke versus Michigan State, which are both I expect to be by the end of the week, top 10 teams and both very good teams. Obviously, you know, they're top 10, but you have to think about this. These two teams are two of the deepest teams in the country. 
And by good, I don't just mean, yeah, they have a good starting lineup, a couple good players. Henry, these guys are consistently playing nine, nine, they can play nine or 10 players every game and still play just as good as playing their top seven or eight players as you see some of these better teams do. These guys can run an extra two men deep and still have the same performance as they would with running eight or seven or eight, which you see some of these good teams do. So Champions Classic by far, I'm most excited for. And then you also mentioned next weekend, we're expecting to see Gonzaga versus Baylor, which is as of right now, one versus two. And that is definitely the most intriguing matchup I think we'll see all season. And I, as of right now, I just see Gonzaga winning that game because they, they cannot lose right now and they're playing phenomenal. If you beat Kansas and put up over a hundred on them on a bill self Kansas team, who are you going to lose to? Obviously we'll see. And I'm not expecting Gonzaga to run the table and go undefeated this season, but that's how I'm thinking right now. If they put up over a hundred on Kansas, what makes you think they can't do the same on Baylor? Of course, Baylor is a little better team and I don't expect the same outcome. I still think Gonzaga will win, but I don't expect them to put up that many points. And I, Baylor's a better defensive team. But if Gonzaga can play anything like they played against Kansas, I think they will win that game. Andrew, the one problem I do have with Gonzaga, I mean, you saw the final score of the game. It was 102 to 90. I mean, they, they don't defend very well. And I think a team like Baylor, who does defend significantly better than Kansas, I think they're they're gonna cause some problems for Gonzaga. I think they'll. I think Baylor will end up winning this game. Obviously, this week is headlined, like you said, probably by that game. But we also have the Jimmy V Classic, which you didn't even mention, which is on Wednesday, where Gonzaga will take on West Virginia, and Illinois will play Baylor. So I mean, what a week for Gonzaga and Baylor. They play probably both will play two top fifteen teams along with. Uh, Baylor, who will probably play two top five teams by the end of the week. And, I mean, this week is loaded. We didn't we didn't even mention what games are today. I mean, Texas Tech versus Houston and Kentucky versus Richmond. I mean, Andrew, this season so far is great. We're just praying that none of these teams that we're mentioning have positive COVID cases and have to be shut down for two weeks. As of now, the season looks like it's going very well, considering how, how badly it's gone in recent weeks for the NFL and college football, but fingers crossed that it stays this way and we continue to have a successful season. But I think with that, this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. We do hope you enjoyed. As always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.